Good morning. <laughs> um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Paul and Minda asked me to talk today. And um, I, I ran and asked the Lord, what am I going to talk about? What does he want me to talk about? What do you want me to share? And, um, you know, it's not always exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, in the last several months, I've been going through something, uh, which I didn't know I was going through, till he showed me. And he said, I want you to share what you've been going through. So, um, semi-testimony, opening myself up and letting you see that we serve a good, good father yeah. that doesn't just stand and look, watch us. He takes us by the hand and guides us and gets us to where we need to be so that we can be all that we can be. Um, what I was taught and what I, was, I, I learned the last couple months is uh, simple and easy, but I was missing it. And it's renewing your mind. Um, we all have heard it. How do you renew your mind? Through the word. You get into the word and you get that word in you. And um, he taught me so much. Romans 2, uh, 12, 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Um, in the message translate, translation, the line that says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind is translated, you will be changed from the inside out. The Greek word for transformed, you know, is metamorphosis. Referring to the process that leads to an outward permanent change. Remember that. Um, Re renewing is, is a process, and the definition of renewing is rebuild, to begin again, repair, restore, recreate. So we're renewing our minds. This verse, I've read it a lot of times. I'm assuming if you get into the Bible, you've read it a lot of times, and you know what? Here's where I start opening up and confessing things and um, opening my heart up. I've been reading it wrong. Here's the thing. I read two things. Be not conformed to this world. I came, I came from a very dark place. My life before Jesus was screwed up. It was messed up. And he brought me out of that. And I remember the night I asked Jesus to be Lord of my life. I said, I'm personally going to change. I'm leaving this world. I'm leaving this world that I'm living in. And I'm going to leave it. All of it. If I have to lock myself in a room and be a hermit the rest of my life. I will be right with you. I will do what you want me to do. Naivety. But just, that was my heart and my passion. That's what I saw this when I read it. Leave the world that is around you. Leave it and go to his kingdom. Then the second part I saw is another thing. Transformed by the, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right after that, I bought a Bible for the first time and I started reading it. I still have that Bible. It's in about 25 pieces, and I think it's written on every page and underlined and scored and dog-eared and everything. I sucked up the word. I just could not get enough of it. I took my Bible to work. I took it out and sat in the parking lot at lunch and read. I not, it was nonstop. Nonstop. And it's still that way today. I 
First thing before I get out of bed, I read and I pray. It's the first thing I want to do is to get his word in me. But that's not what it says. I was reading it wrong. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind, you will be transformed. What did I just say? You'll change from the inside out. When you're renewing your mind, you're changing from the inside out. And when you're changing from the inside out, you become a different person. Your desires that you had before aren't there anymore. You have new desires to please my Father in heaven. The desires not to follow the culture and to follow the trends and to follow all the things that may pull you away, that will pull you away from where he wants you to be. It's renewing your mind that makes you not conform to this world. So I, I, it was such a learning lesson, and that's just the beginning of it. Um, he, in this process of teaching me something that I had been missing, he completely showed me that this renewing of the mind is, and we all know this, is continual. It is not a one-time thing. It is something that we have to do. As we mature in our relationship with Jesus and through the Holy Spirit, our minds have to, re we have to renew ourselves. We have to keep going and, and learning and growing and becoming more intimate and Christ-like. That's what the word says. Um, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Day by day. It's a journey. I like to think of it as an adventure. But it's there, and we need to keep doing it. Um, in Ephesians 4.23 it says, And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. And put on the new self, the re, 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 excuse me, the regenerated and renewed nature, created in God's image, godlike in the righteousness and holiness of truth. That was the amplified version. I love that. I continually renew in the spirit, having a fresh and untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. It's 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 a process that we become Christ-like in, in righteousness and holiness. And that's what our goal is. You know, um, through my, my journey, and when I first was saved and was leaving my life, from previous life, God spoke to me and said I was on my journey home. And this journey that I'm on, and we're all on, um, I have been asking God to use me. Use me. Use me. And deep down in... Never share this with anybody, but deep down, I, uh, my goal, my, my desire, my deepest desire is to fulfill the plan that he has for me even before I was born. We all have a plan. God has a plan for each of us. And um, I, I have experienced so much love in my life, so much incredible love that it's changed me. It's literally changed me. I'm a totally different person than I was before I knew Jesus completely. And that love is overwhelming to me. And I want, this is going to sound so bizarre, I want my papa to be proud of me. Yes. I want good. him to be proud of me. When I was, I think in third grade or fourth grade, I was in Sunday school, and my Sunday school teacher taught, me, taught us, not me, all of us one thing, to always strive to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And, you know, I hadn't thought of that since I was in third grade. And when I asked the Lord to be 
my God, he brought that back up into me. And I knew at that time, if I didn't receive Jesus, I would never hear that. So I had to keep renewing my mind. So I kept asking God to please use me, use me, use me. And you know what? I'm still asking that, but he continues to use me. The things that I've done in my past church, he used me considerably. I believe he's using me in this church in any way, shape, or form. I don't care if I have to vacuum the carpet. I'm going to do it with 100% of my ability and do it with joy. Whatever he wants, that's, that's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. In Matthew 7, 7 and 8, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If your mind and your desires are in God's will, you're going to get them. Now, the thing that we sometimes get dismayed about is that, I asked three days ago, his time is totally different than ours, and his timing is perfect. I didn't do it. Um, and so it, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, so, yeah, so, I, so I've been asking in, 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 see, I lost my train of thought completely. I, say it again. Oh, God's timing isn't our timing, and we need to be patient. But I still keep asking. I keep asking, letting him know that it's not off my mind. I know, I know that he's planning it. And, um, and my desire is to always be available. So here's the thing. A couple weeks ago, I was up here, and I shared a quote. And it's one of my favorite quotes. And it's very simple. I'm going to read it so I don't mess it up. God isn't looking for ability but he's looking for someone with availability. It just makes me happy, first of all, because I'm more available than I'm able. So, um, so here's the thing. My availability, I saw, that, I, see, I saw that as a physical aspect. I needed to make sure that I was able to put things aside if God was going to ask me something. Make sure that he's the number one priority in my life that I'm going to follow. If he says, go help that person, drop everything. I don't care what I'm doing and go do it. Whatever it may be. It was all physical. It was a physical ability. And that's where he started showing me these last couple months that um, it's not all to being available. It's about renewing your mind also. Um, and you go, renewing your mind, getting into the word, what? So, and that's what I thought. I, I didn't understand until I kept listening. And he said that um, renewing your mind is also a personal image of yourself, who you are. And um, he took me through a, a series of things, which I'm going to share in a second. And what I saw was that I started letting this world dictate and make me help and, and have me think of who I was. And it was all wrong. And you'll see how this happened really fast. I'm going to share what, the, what my Father in Heaven shared with me. And the thing that overwhelms me and just makes me happy is his, his love. I think this way. 
I have blinders on, I think what's right in front of me. God, no beginning, no end. He is, he's, he knows all. He knew what was gonna happen to me this last couple months before I, this world was even in his mind. And you know what, what he did was that the last 30 years, he had put me through situations that he used this last two months and brought them back to me and showed to me, showed me how I changed. And this is what it was 30 years ago, if not more. I moved home back from Minneapolis to, Minnesota, to Detroit. And I joined a church. Uh, uh, in the past, my church, church affiliation was, was a, a denominational. And I didn't know what a faith-based church was. I did, just wasn't in my vocabulary. I was still an infant in, in my walk. And a friend of mine um, at work said, do you want to go to church with me? And I said, sure. Now, you have to remember, I was in a church that opened the door, steeple, pews. <laughs> I grew up that way. That's how I, what I knew church was. And so we got, I got into his car Sunday morning, and we drove. And he pulled up into an elementary school parking lot and got out. And I said, Dave, what are we going? He goes, I thought we were going to church. He goes, get in here. So we walked into church, elementary school and into the auditorium, and I was blown away by the love that I saw in people, by their enthusiasm for their Father in heaven. And they actually lived the Bible. What? I didn't get it. I, it, it was totally new to me. I was there for 30 years, and I just grew and matured so wonderfully. When I was there, um, a couple months when I first got there, Kevin and Leslie McNulty, um, who are missionaries, came in and asked, invited us to go to Saltillo, Mexico with them, if anybody wanted to go. And I, my hand went up so fast, I just like, oh, what are you doing? Okay, never been to, obviously, I've never been on a mission trip. I didn't know anything about it, but I wanted to go. I was hungry. And so I went. And uh, first part of the week, we had a tent meeting in the city. And um, <clears throat> I usually stand, as you know here, if you know me, I usually stand in the back. I didn't stand in the back. I, stand on the, I stood on the side. And Jesus was standing next to me. He was our interpreter. His name was Jesus. His, we call Jesus. Jesus. And um, <laughs> Jesus, I know, was standing on the other side of me. He, Jesus leaned over and, and he goes, see the lady that's sitting in the chair next to you? And I said, yeah. He goes, she goes, and she had a little young boy in, his, in, her, in her lap. And he goes, that little boy can't walk. And so I, through the meeting, I was distracted and the little boy and I had eye contact and kind of like putzed around. And I got to hold him and I, I had him in his arms and I just said, Lord, Heal this boy. Let him feel your love. And I picked him up and I held him up and I just started weeping. <laughs> and I put him down and gave him back to his mom. As simple as that. And later on that week, we saw we were at another meeting and the lady was there and she didn't have the little boy in her lap. He was running down the aisle way. So, wait a minute. So the thing is, just remember that. I'm going to move on to the next thing. So the next thing, years later, several years later, I was in a department store, and um, 
it was in the main aisleway, and I turned around and I saw a mom pulling a wheelchair, and the wheelchair was a custom wheelchair where there it was reclined, there was a headrest on it, and there was a young boy, 14 or 15 years old, strapped into the into the into the uh, seat, and he was handicapped and very severely handicapped with uh, tremors, and you could see that. And I just kept looking at him. And as I looked at him, I just started weeping, sobbing. I turned around and went the other way. And coming towards me, there was an older, an older gentleman. And I can't remember if it was a, a, a walker or he had canes in his hand, but he walked extremely difficultly and very hard, but he was getting where he needed to go. And I looked at him, and it happened again. I started weeping again, sobbing turned around and went another way, and it happened again. And then I just asked Jesus, I said, Jesus, what's happening? I don't understand. I will not get emotional. He said, those are my tears. <laughs> um, I moved on. Um, the next thing that happened that he showed me was a time when I was at Grace, and uh, Pastor Jerry was talking, and he was giving a message. And uh, in the middle of his message, he just said, are there are people in the room that need prayers for healing. And quite a few people raised their hands. And I have a habit of sitting in the back row and sitting in the back, and I was in the back. And there was a man and his wife, an older gentleman and his wife, on the next section, and he had raised his hand. So he, Pastor Jerry just stood back and said, church, and so he, we, I got up and I went over and I didn't even ask him what the problem was. I just laid my hand on his chest and his shoulder and I said, Father, glorify yourself. Heal him and let him see your incredible love. That's all I said. I went back and just thanked God and thanked God for his healing. And church service went on. Of several weeks, and I'm really one of, that, one of those people that can say, on June 13th, I, I can't do that. Several weeks, it could have been a month, could have been a month and a half, I was walking out of church and got a tap on the shoulder. I turned around, it was this gentleman, and he looked totally different. He looked 10 years younger, and he looked at me and goes, I'm cancer-free. Oh, and I just hugged him, and we celebrated just in front of everybody. We just, we had a good time. It was great. So, here's the thing. Then the next thing happened, and it happened recently, several months ago. Um, I started having these thoughts, these imagings, and they were happening right when I was falling asleep or waking up. Um, and they were incredible, incredible. They were powerful and, and miraculous. Um, I'll share one of them with you. It was me and someone walking in Detroit. And um, we came up to a lady who was in a wheelchair. And she was in a wheelchair because she didn't have legs from her knees down. And we were talking to her and we asked if we could pray for her and lay hands on her and she said yes. And as we did, God restored her legs. She got up and started dancing and singing and we got to give the gospel to the people that were around. When that happened, 
I, now these are thoughts and imaginings that were in my head and that kept coming. And I got up and I was panic stricken. I felt guilty. I felt weak, unworthy to think these things. And I asked God to forgive me. How arrogant of me and self-righteous. And this happened quite a, quite a bit of times, quite a bit. And um, a month or so after that, we were blessed to have a visitor here, uh, friends of the, the Nichols and the Lloyds, um, Chanel Rousseau from South Africa. And she is blessed to be gifted in the prophetic and words of knowledge. And she spoke that Sunday. And as she was speaking, she began to identify people. I think you were one of them. And um, giving words of knowledge and uh, prophetic words to them. And I was standing in the back, and she pointed to me and said, the man with the beard. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> the man with the beard, those thoughts you're having, they're not yours. They're God's. And um, I was just like this, and she asked me if that made sense, and I just went, nothing you can know. And um, so what happened was, then God that week started showing me that those three things that we pulled, I pulled out with you, do you see what happened? And do you see you in it? You did not question it. You did not say you were unworthy. You did not panic. You just believed and went. Look at what happened this last few months. You panicked. You need to renew your mind. Renew your mind about yourself, your self-image. And so I started thinking about it. And yeah, I thought myself as being weak, unworthy, arrogant, self-righteous. And then I had to start renewing my mind and seeing me as God sees me, as my Father in heaven sees me. Because what was happening and what he showed me was that he has plans for me. He wants them. They're right in front of me. They're there. But I can stop them because of the way I see myself. And I, what I did is I reverted, I reverted back a little bit to this world. And I let this world control me. Weak. I'm going to just share this and how it happened. I saw myself as weak. And when I was young, um, I'm not a big statured person. And when I was young, I was smaller and even skinnier. And, um, or skinny. And um, I, we were, my family were going to my cousin's house. And it just so happened my cousins were two big guys about my size, age, but they were like six foot two, six foot three, and 250 pounds, and they played football. And my father was a jock, and he loved to play football. So when we got there, my uncle was bedridden. He was ill, and I don't know why. I don't, never was told why. But my father would take the guys out to the back and throw the ball with them. Here, this is what happened. I saw myself as unworthy and weak. I sat there and watched them. Now, I have to clarify something because my father did not do that purposely or any, he did that because he loved his, his brother and his, his sons. My father was also an artist, I'm an artist, and he took me and, and spent hours and hours and hours of time teaching me and loving me 
I had no question that he loved me. It wasn't his doing. It was all me and Satan's playing, playing his tricks on me. I saw myself unworthy in that all creep back. I've been a Christian for 35 years. Where is this coming from? And, and, the Holy, and the Holy Spirit just said, you need to renew your mind day by day by day. Not just getting into the word, but knowing who you are in me. I love you. I've done everything for you. He's done everything for us. So today, I'm just going to ask you, as you heard me, just when you're in your prayer time and you're reading, take a moment and just look at how you see yourself. Do you completely see yourself as a child of God or has something creeped back like me? It will stop and hold and hinder what God has for you if you can't receive it. Now, I thought myself unworthy, weak, and self-righteous. And now, every morning when I get up, I tell myself and tell Satan that I'm a child of God, co-heirs with Christ. I am the head and not the tail. I am sanctified and justified by the blood of my Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm going to keep asking to do what he wants me to do. And I'm going to be ready for it. So, I'm just going to ask, just, just, just challenge yourself every once in a while. It's an ongoing process. I will do, it was a great, it was a great learning. And I thank him for stopping and not saying, yeah, I just showed you something and you didn't get it. I'm moving on to Jack. No, he didn't, doesn't do that. He'll stay there with you till you understand. And that's the incredible love he has for us. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. He wants it to, go, to be fulfilled. He's a good God. So um, I hope you can see what I was trying to say and, and what he's taught me. Um, when he first told me that I, he wanted me to share it, I wasn't too happy about it because it, it showed that I wasn't as strong as I wanted people to think I was. That's okay, but that's okay because you know what? I have a stronger God. And he will, he will get us to everywhere we, we need to go. So um, thanks for listening to me and um, I hope that you're blessed by the word that he shared with me, within with you. Amen. Thanks. Amen.